Ford from MakingStarWars.net. And uh, that's Rob. And we're going to be talking about the Star Wars news of the day. And, um, oh, hey, it's Meg. What are you doing here? Hi, Meg. I just stumbled in here. <laughs> Riding on a horse. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So, thanks for coming to hang out with us, Meg, by the way. Thank you for having me. But R Rob Rob um, scared me by throwing you on the screen. I was like, what? How did you get it here? How did this happen? <laughs> but uh, we um, are on all the podcast platforms. We're on YouTube and Spotify and all of that jazz. And uh, today we're on Facebook and Twitter because a couple of the shows got like more views than we've ever got on like Twitter, which is strange. But I don't know what's going on over there. But well, we the are an inherently right wing program, Jason. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, right? you know us. Yeah, yeah, um, you know. But um, <laughs> but uh, but if you like the show, come over to YouTube or Spotify. It's the better place to watch the show every day. By the way. So, anyways, so how how you doing, Meg? What what what's been going on in Megland? Well, today I interviewed Paul Sun Hyung Lee from The Mandalorian and Kim's Convenience. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got a few very, very interesting tidbits out of him. He was a lovely guy. Um, I'm currently uploading it to Patreon, and I'll be posting clips throughout the week. He talked about Snoke, about Rangers of the New Republic, about uh, what it was like seeing Grogu, what it was like being on the show, and also some of the uh, the directors he worked with. So that was really fun. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan of when that guy shows up. I like it because he's just like, I was like, what the hell's going on here? Like, it has that. It, it re reminds me of, uh, of uh, like a character from Yellowstone or something, you know, the way that he kind of just like shows up on screen. And um, a couple My, uh, um, a couple hours ago, Bestman Bolton sent me a picture of Dave Filoni and he's all, put the Yellowstone watermark on this with his dumb hat. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my father had his own security company. But around the mm -hmm. mid '90s, he wanted healthcare, so he during the day he also worked security at Kaiser Permanente, oh. right? And uh, that actor reminds me of every time I go see him at work, there'd always be some some Asian buddy of his working there in security who'd mm -hmm. just been there too many years, like oh, yeah. <laughs> like he was super lax, you know, and like some crazy patient would go psycho on everyone tear out three guys you go ah, well, well my hands up just Whoop. saunter over <laughs> that's, that's, that's the job yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the job like that's yeah one of them dudes cool yeah. guy but uh oh and hey as it true how's it going bud as it true when when you're free uh pretty soon jump on and uh this week or next week when let's talk about the video game news that we're getting and that's hitting uh anyways um, there was uh, some some Star Wars news today. Actually, like kind of cool news in a way. And that's Andor Season 2 spotted filming in London. Pictures and video. Now, I watched the uh, video, and I was going to pull the video for the show. I actually did pull the video for the show. But it has a stupid watermark on it that's like so in the way that I was just like, come on, guys. Best no, not best spins, oh. but I I appreciate the the person who got it, and they should be credited, obviously. But like, but right here, Bestman pulled one of the um, nicer, cleaner screenshots of it. it looks like uh, Andor has like a new new little trench coat going on. But uh, you could give Bestman a coffee if you read his site, which we do, so we should. 
Uh, the second season of the critically this is from bestmanbulletin.com. The second season of the critically acclaimed Star Wars series Andor began filming in November at Pinewood in London, but we've yet to see any on location shoots with actors visible. Back in December, I posted images of sets being built at Pinewood for season two, and more recently, I exclusively broke that Andor had returned to McLaren Technology Center to shoot scenes, a location used for the Coruscant spaceport in season one. And I'll be able to share more details on that shoot soon. Around the same time, it was reported that Rogue that the Rogue One spinoff series was gearing up to shoot in Valencia, Spain, and that the production was in the midst of securing extras for the scenes. The Valencia shoot, if outdoors, was the most likely we'd see various actors attached to the series filming. But Eagle Eye fans have spotted the series shooting scenes in London. And then right here, you can see the picture. See the see Unbox PhD. You totally deserve credit for it. But it's like, so this is a bracelet, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's I, like written in Crayola. You well, know, like it's it's like the, the, the. Yeah, well, it's it's cousin to comic. It's like, uh, you know, in the 80s when they tried to like Art Nouveau, you know, yeah. corny shit. Like it's like the. <laughs> What's the um? What's the uh, uh font from uh? Um, from, the from, uh, U and the Avatar? B are a place where his his boobs would be, kind of like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, like he's got. Like his... <laughs> at, at at first, I had to I had to like look to see if this was his Rogue One jacket. At first, I was like, "Well, it's really close," but it's not. It's it's different. What if they're just lost? Like, is this the set? I don't know if this is the set. Like, where are we? Normally we're in a Sherwood forest, like normally. The uh, <laughs> screen capture that Bespin got here does kind of look like a early 2000s record cover. You know, one guy looks <laughs> yeah. that way, another guy looks that way. <laughs> it's yeah. called Rebel Heart. Like, yeah, oh, hi, yeah. we're, we're Rebel Heart. And we got some songs about truth. Swing out, swing, swing out Sith, Sithster, right? Yeah. You know, Jason, the, those, album, those album covers were popular for like five minutes. Uh -huh. But they still went on for too long, like the Westlife covers and everything back yeah, in the day. Yeah. It's like, like something West, Sting's all wife the would paint. Of the band facing right? a different direction. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it, it is funny because it was such a short time, but it made such a, a horrible impact. Like, like it, we have PSTD from it. But um, anyways, yeah. But right here, Did you, you kind of PSTD. Okay. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Over you, under. You over know. under. Over under Unbox has an actual PhD. Like, uh, <laughs> pretty hard dick, maybe. Huh? I, don't uh, I don't know. Is I'm that what that stands for? Come on. I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, I it, could it, be, like a... it could be a degree. Yeah. It could be anything. I don't know. Then, then does Cosby still has a, his degree? Like, like maybe this is Cosby. <laughs> it, it was honorary. <laughs> I think when it's honorary, they can just take it from you. <laughs> so you probably right. not. But uh, and then Luthen's. Um, Luthen's like poncho thing is that that's that's new too, right? No, he that's wore the same that one in that's season one? one. Yeah, okay. I don't think there's any time that's passed between season one and this scene. Okay, like Andor and Luthen are clearly working together yeah. straight after the events of Ferrex. Right, and they've started a band, as we and they've started a band. <laughs> they okay, know what uh, points Nick. missed here. Five points deducted from this guy for not calling himself Unbix. PhD. Right. Meg, Meg, <laughs> what is what does Luthen play in their band? He plays the banjo. With the banjo, I was gonna go Depeche Mode style keyboards, but 
I'll take banjo. <laughs> Does he get the glasses? From Hollywood, from Mannequin. Right? Remember Hollywood? <laughs> those, those like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I wanted those so bad. And then they appeared at, for the Back to the Future 2 promotion. They kind of I put was their, going yeah. to say that. I had those from Back to the Future 2. Yeah. Because of I Hollywood, everything. I wanted those. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was like, I think that my kid's gay. I'm like, so? Yeah. But I was like, well, if it gets me those glasses, I'll be whatever you want. Like, I just want the fucking glasses. <laughs> But when it's the 80s, you're like, do you mean it like as in my sexual orientation or as in like my cool stature because of the way that you guys suck? Anyways, YouTuber Onbox PhD managed to snap some shots and shoot video of a scene between our lead, Cassie and Ander, played by Diego Luna, and Luthan Rael, still in Skarsgård. The twosome, the fearsome twosome, um, who are instantly recognizable, are deep, intense conversation in the scene being filmed which seemed to be directed by Ariel Clayman, the person sporting a black baseball cap, mask, and jacket. Hey, look, you know, a Star Wars director who can wear a mask, Jason. Hey, don't <laughs> don't, don't talk shit about the Spider-Man guy. The Spider-Man guy can wear a mask, too, sometimes. This explains why Spider-Man won't wear his mask in the fucking films. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> why we have all those fucking... All those yeah. leaks came out because none of the fucking Spider-Man will wear their mask, thanks to him. Uh, anyways, yeah, in case people don't know what we're saying, John Watts would not wear a fucking mask for shit, and then no one else would wear a mask for shit when they were filming Skeleton Crew. Um, anyways, uh, you know, it's top-down leadership. Who's best known for his work on the hit Showtime series Yellow Jackets? That's Climate. It's set to direct the first three episodes of Andor's second season, along with its last three episodes. So, though they did not partake in the scenes being shot between Luda and Skarsgård, Supporting cast members Adriana Arjona, Bix Colleen, Kyle Soller, Cyril Karn, and Denise Ka Dedramiro are all in London for the filming of Andor's second season. And then, um, you think she's related to Michael Goff? No, no, Alfred, no, no? Right. no. Look at look at look at Andor though, he's feeling left out. He's all like, Nobody wants to direct <laughs> me, I need direction too. <laughs> and then right here, he is kind of looking over like they are kind of doing the album cover thing again. He's like, look, yeah. he's all, dude, I want you to quit the band. I want to start a new band. I think we could do it better. But uh, Andor looks like Spreezy when I bring up he still owes me uh, for that bet. Oh, where he's he like, I'm, not Taco Bell? I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here. Yeah. I'm an athlete. I can't eat that now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, does. He, he does. On his Instagram, he is like throwing fucking tennis balls all over the place now. Okay, yeah. just like Andor's first season, the production is venturing from behind the walls of Pinewood and beginning to take part in in on-location shoots. For the first season, the production took place primarily at Pinewood for around two months before venturing to the huge Little Marlowe set, which was used as Ferex, and then darted to various spots across England and Scotland. The second season of Andor seems to be following the same timeline, moving between the walls of Pinewood following its couple of months of principal photography, and hopefully we'll be aware of more locations and get to see more pictures and video of the shoot in action. So, yeah. Okay, okay. And then, so here we go. And then there is the uh, video. Should, and then th this video right here. Let's see, look, it's exclusive. I don't think... Let me turn the audio down. Well, he's not wearing but, his mask. No, this is from Onbox PhD. And uh, right there, mm -hmm. you know, he's all, 
I heard of this thing that's called a Death Star. No way, bro. I ain't ever heard of a Death Star. Yeah, dude, it's going to be huge. So that's it. Okay. But, you know. Boy, I, right. I really hate those fucking stupid watch my other videos that show up like 10 seconds before a video ends. And you're like, I'm trying to like, watch oh, the end the of this thing. And yeah, it, it, even not just this, but even like on like clips of a scene, the scene will still be playing and it's like covered in fucking boxes to other videos. It's so fucking stupid. Right. Did, did, did Meg just say this is boring and leave? It's, she it's left, fair. yeah. yeah. It's fair. She's just like, I'm bored. Yeah. Peace out. Hey, you know what? We don't really have the reach she does. So. That's true. It's true. Well, yeah. if she comes if she comes back. We'll consider letting her back on. But <laughs> <laughs> She didn't like my dad not liking that I might be gay when I was a kid. Like, That's I don't fair. blame you. I, I argued with him about it, too. I'm like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Like, he All just right. didn't want to get me those glasses. <laughs> he, he was like, he just felt that items at, at, at those things should be free, like Happy Meal toys. He didn't think he should pay additional money for items on top of the food. Well, yeah, I, I, w- I was sharing the uh, the uh, story before we, we started that when I was a kid, I went to Sam Goody and I wanted the Batman soundtrack because I wanted Bat Dance, right? And I'm trying to buy Bat Dance. And then I see the covers, and there's the cover, and it has the Batman poster, the Batman 89 poster. And the second cover is the Batwing in front of the moon, which is a much, superior. much cooler cover. Yeah, much cooler cover. Much, much and cool. so I, I picked up that one. And when I get home, I get to the car, actually. I'm playing it, and it's like Danny Elfman. do 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 You know? Yeah, my, the better my dad's, one. My dad's just like, what is this nerd shit? classical music basically like like you didn't want this did you and i'm like no i messed up but i didn't i was i mean i messed up but i was actually like happy about it i'm like this song fucking rocks you know and uh so so then like you know a few days goes by and then my dad like takes me to get the other one and then then he had to listen to scandalous by prince that'll teach him hey welcome back Meg. hello hello Meg. um the overlords of youtube didn't like that i said luthan plays banjo <laughs> They're like clearly he's a Depeche Mode guy. Clearly. Only Steve Martin plays a banjo. That's we know this. <laughs> Did you um, have any uh embarrassing movie soundtracks as a kid your your parents didn't approve of, Meg? Like <laughs> embarrassing movie soundtracks. Yeah, like when you put it on, they're like, I can't believe my kids fucking listen to this stupid shit. Like <laughs> I think so. Can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean Meg's Meg's phone had Drain You by Nirvana as its ringtone because that her is parents true. are cool. So Spice I'm gonna imagine, World. I'm gonna Spice imagine World. when you were like, I don't know, did you have a point where you listened to Skater Boy or something like that because you were that age? Yeah, I, I listened to Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Um, back back when, yeah, my my dad was very cool. He had very good taste in music. Yeah. All the greats, and I kind of uh, was forced, not forced. I wanted to. Mm-hmm. He kind of just showed me some Cat Stevens songs and Bowie songs on guitar from like age seven. So. Yeah, I didn't get into I didn't get into Cat Stevens until I watched that episode of Skins with Wild World, and I was like, "Fuck, this is a good song." A yeah, but Jason, song. when I say embarrassing, I'm talking about like the Ninja Turtles concert. Like, <laughs> maybe by the time like, Meg's a kid, they don't make music that bad. She didn't have a like, Go Ninja Go. <laughs> I think. Thankfully. No, no, Go Ninja Go was far superior to the Turtles concert. Like yeah. coming out I've of our shells. I've got one for you, Rob. <laughs> I've got one for you. This, the first SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Okay. All right. There you go. There was that song, That's... Goofy Goober. 
<laughs> Goofy Goober. I'll take your word I for it. <laughs> I love SpongeBob on the run though. Like I I I got Paramount Plus solely to watch that during the pandemic and I stand by worth the money. Like worth every dime. Like <laughs> I, I like to mess with, with my kids sometimes because they do take music really seriously. And uh sometimes I'll put on the Back to the Future music. And like I said, I'll like I'll be like, We're we're in a flying car and like my daughter loves it and she's like cheering and my son is cringing. But um, Jay- one of these days, Jason, I'll put on Goofy Goober and I'll say we're underwater and I'll, I'll see how he reacts to it. That's literally me every day listening to like, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of Back to the Future 2, but I do like the uh, the version of the theme in that movie where they add the trumpet solo, uh-huh. right? It has that trumpet solo, right? I get all yeah. hyped up. So when I when I when I shower up in the morning, I put that on a loop. My wife comes in and goes, "What the fuck are you listening to?" I'm like, Look at Back to the Future. She's like yeah. this fucking nerd. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, it's like, oh, so, all right. Be- Bespin um, did a video on on John and Dave's photo shoot. Ooh, it's probably gonna get us demonetized, huh? Yeah, we're getting. Oh come on, Bespin! What is this music? Oh well, I gotta turn it off because. Of that, I love it. I love it. I you love, love it. it. <laughs> mm, that's on my cell phone, Jason. <laughs> I think um, that anytime. woman in the song wants to do something with the lights on. Yeah, yeah. I think oh so, yeah, too. yeah. Mm. Which, which she is, wants which to go is, in and out. Which makes me really uncomfortable. You know, why does she have to hit on that nerve? Mm. Anyways, um, there's this little thing from Empire. It says Empire VIP event. A celebration of the Mandalorian with John Favreau, and there he is. And then love the Mandalorian. This is the way. February twenty second. This at at Central London location. We are hosting a very special in person event with the Mandalorian mastermind John Favreau. Everyone's yeah. gonna get an NFT, Jason. It's gonna be the oh, best. Really? Yeah, you're yeah. gonna get it. I got them on my phone. I just hand them out to everybody. Yeah, you, those are just screenshots from your phone. Those aren't real NFTs. Um, people just tell Rob, you that. Did you see that interview. Maybe it was that celebration. There was this one clip where Dave Filoni was talking about how much of a Raylo he is and how he <laughs> loves that Ray defeated Kylo in The Force Awakens. Yeah. He sounds so much like your impression of him. <laughs> I believe it. See, see, Meg, I've never actually heard him talk other than once in that Mandalorian documentary. But I immediately realized this is every dude I ever met in LA who thought he was creative. Like, like, like this yeah. is, you know, like I've hung out at the farmers market. Uh, I got, you know, I, I know these, I know these cats. You know, they, I know how they talk. Like, I know, I know the guy. Well, good dude. Just they got a certain way. But if if anybody goes uh, Wednesday, February twenty second, let us know what you learned. Hopefully, the coverage is around. You know for that event or whatever and then we'll we'll, we'll, we'll <clears> hang we'll hang Meg upside down in a second and, and see if she says anything else about the interview that she was on that she took oh, shake did. out a scoop or two yeah we'll shake, we'll shake her down. <laughs> the most interesting things i learned yeah were about snoke rangers of the new republic pershing but pershing goes with snoke because even though he was like very harsh-mouthed about certain things mm-hmm. he was he was kind of with his eyes and gesturing like I was onto something. Cause I think I asked him, I think the question was, we saw those Snoke tanks in season two in chapter 12. Right. Can we expect more of that given that we know this is tying into the sequel trilogy? And I think he said, I'm paraphrasing. You'll see when the interview's out, he said, okay. well, Dr. Pershing is there for a reason. That's pretty, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
that's that's a that's a good hint. I also sure. get the impression the Mon Mothma stuff is absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think I think Mon Mothma's in all of these, all of these, these things. No, I think she's in um, Mando. I think she's in. Oh, um, I think you meant the rumors. Oh, she's in all the shows. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like I I I, I think she's going to be getting around doing Mothma stuff. So, which is which is good. I mean, especially for, for for the actor. I mean, it's like she's such a central part of the uh, re rebellion. It would be weird to like keep her at bay, you know, keep her like in the periphery. Like we we can't touch that stuff. And it's like, no, you got this person who's ready to to be in all this stuff. Let's go with it. She's she's converted parents room into like a workout you know jazzercise you know like it's yeah. totally empty just got like you know like a we fit unit in there or something but yeah. doesn't and even you know who them. does those we fit classes rob in the star wars universe it's the same woman who did the cooking classes for the wookies with the six arms with the six arms yeah. yes whipster whip whipster yeah. thank you for being a friend right Every now and then, Nick goes into uh, a downward spiral of depression when he misses Perrin. <laughs> I miss Perrin so much. I miss Perrin and Andrew Tate so much. I, 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 like, I like to think he's like Anakin and Attack of the Clones on his knees, you know? And like he grabs his sand and lets it run between his fingers when he says it. You ever notice that? He like, that, that Hayden does that. Like, that that's Hayden's, you know? Okay, okay. Who's, <laughs> who's greater than? If we have that greater than symbol, I think it's... Mm -hmm. The, the big mouth is the greater than. Okay. It's the Pac-Man. It's Pac-Man. Okay. Pac-Man's mouth is going to be bigger. Greater than Perrin or K-Fed? Like, <laughs> Who the fuck is K-Fed? Remember Britney Spears? She had K-Fed. Remember K-Fed? Oh, man. K-Fed, right? You, 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 went, you went too deep on that one. <laughs> we were talking early 2000. I thought Meg would. Know. I'm the only one who remembers it. So. I, right. uh, I had a friend pretty <laughs> high up in the record industry years ago told me that Britney shaved her head and all of her stuff because she smoked weed. And, and, <laughs> Reefer and Madness was, got her? No, no, because, <laughs> no, 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 because she was going through that divorce with that guy and they were trying to take their kids from her. So she did that. So that, that way they couldn't take a hair follicle test, which is, which if, which if it's true, fucking respect, man, that's what can go in hardcore for your kids. And you know, especially when you're she had to shave man. all over then. Like all guys. Yeah. Sounds fun. But anyways, yeah. The 2000s were a weird time, at least here in the UK. Mm -hmm. Between the Bush and Blair shit on TV all the time. But like, I remember when tabloids had way too much influence on social discourse. Right. At least more than right. now, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> What's changed, man? <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> no, it, well, it was different, though. It was different pre-social media. Yeah, the, the, there was sort of a power shift in there. I, I still think that if they still play in, I still think that they have a sway. It's just a lot different. Like it used to just like TMZ could just fuck your thing up if they wanted to. Today, it's a little bit different. Some some asshole on Twitter will just decide to do it, right? Oh, Rob's right took here. Some, some asshole on Twitter take it <laughs> off to do it right now. <laughs> that's, that's fucking Britney. It's Britney, bitch. Oh, hey, Britney, what's up? I always thought... They should stick K-Fed in one of those Fast and the Furious movies, right? And he just he can afford everything because he has Britney's money. Like you know, he's just like bankrolling everything. Does he yeah. have Britney's money? I don't know. I, I'm no, yeah, I don't he know gets paid. He oh, gets paid. Cool. I mean, that's yeah. kind of cool though. I don't know. A kept house husband. Uh, the man like behind. Men, 
So <laughs> Variety has a, a couple of things. One's going to set Rob off, and we already know what it's going to be. Oh, ooh. I know. I know what it's going to be. He doesn't like be. Avatar? No, no, he does. Um, oh, okay. I think it was Revenge. Was it Revenge Guy? He sent me something that, like, like the South Park guys made more than um, more than uh, Cameron last year, which is crazy if you think about well, it. They put Good out more them. content. Like, Good for them. Should. Yeah, no, it's just it's just a was a weird fun fact though, you know. Anyways, right. uh, I don't. I'm not gonna go through like through the whole. <laughs> what does article. that mean? Oh, I guess he loses. The... <laughs> no, no, it doesn't mean that. It means the guy who the guy who made Avatar and made the biggest movie of the year. You would think would be bringing in the most money, other other than from the guys who made a couple of animated th- cartoons on Paramount. A Plus. couple. There's like 20 seasons of it, and they're still putting no, out no. Plus, La- mar- money plus made Merchant last the year. South Park I, merch, I don't dude. Yeah, but they rev- get points on all that stuff. Dude. Rob, Rob, it's not re- Rob, it's not revenue from a, from a lifetime of a back catalog. It's revenue from the even any given. No, I'm saying every year the residuals of South. You know, South Park merch. But that's not what that's that's not what's being that's not what's being tallied in this in this right here. This is okay. from. Well, yeah. but, but no, but it, but it's. I'm gonna lose sleep over it. Can't wait. <laughs> you're, you're, you're fucking. You're like fucking. James Cameron's lawyer. You're like, hey, my client is uh No, cool. I'm just curious to know where, where what was Revenge Guy trying to say by it. Like, like yeah, no, look, he, that means uh Revenge Guy's on your team, buddy. He's playing himself <laughs> blue. He blew himself too. I promise. <laughs> We're all you. saw the movie twice. He blew himself twice. Blew himself. I like okay. that. Um, <laughs> Lucas blew himself twice. in Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> right on me? camera at the opera. <laughs> The space opera. Meg, were you here the day I realized for the first time that there's a space opera and a space opera on Revenge of the Sith? No, I wasn't. It it was on this show that it just dawned on me that he was at a space opera all these years. I was like, well, the the most cleverest thing probably in any Star Wars movie ever. He's he's there at a space opera. Like, like, so good. Um, Yeah. uh, This article... From from Variety it says that John Favreau got a star, so now you can uh, you know watch homeless people accidentally urinate on it. People throw their Doritos on it. All the stuff that happens down in Hollywood. And um, said he said I have a lot of good memories working on Disney projects, Marvel projects, Star Wars stuff. A lot of really special memories for me in that particular area of Hollywood Boulevard because it's by the El Capitan, which is a, a movie theater where you know you could see. The premiere of Return of the Jedi and stuff like that back in the day, and he built a mini the, uh, one at California Adventure. A where mini I saw the uh, Savajo Press uh, screening, where I talked to Filoni for a while. Guess what I talked to him about, Rob? Guess what he talked about? Most? Fucking Avatar. He was all about this Avatar movie is really rocking my socks off. He said. <laughs> 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 Something like that. Someone but, say got blowed. I got blowed. A blued. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, do you know who you sound like? What? Do you remember that character from Family Guy? Who, um... Oh, I, I don't, yeah. The, he's the one who has Obi-Wan, a boyfriend. Obi-Wan Kenobi? The Obi-Wan Kenobi no. guy? No, uh, that's, uh, that's Herbert. There's yeah. there's one gay character who sounds... But I don't want to say that because that sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. He just happens to be gay and Rob happens to sound like him when he does the Dave Filoni impression. <laughs> There's just a real whimsicalness to certain people in, in L.A., and it doesn't matter. Like, let me give you an example. Could you pinpoint 
Martin Short's, you know, like sexual preference in the eighties. No, but he accurately plays the, an agent in LA story. So brilliant. And I don't think that it's just, there's a whimsicalness that I love about it. That I've met so many, so, so many cats like him. Variety writes in 2019, the modern star Wars sequel trilogy came to a divisive end and capped off divisive. the Skywalker stuff uh, with no plans revealed for the future of the beloved sci-fi franchise. Instead, Star Wars headed to the small screen. The Mandalorian told the story of a lone helmeted bounty hunter played by Pedro Pascal who travels the galaxy while protecting the cute infant what? alien Grogu. Set played by John time- Wayne's grandkid. But okay. Robert Sinclair says the character's called Bruce. That was his name. You sound like Bruce from Family Guy when you do Dave Filoni. Okay. Bruce. Set in the <laughs> time frame between the I'm only familiar I- with the chicken fight and the time... Uh, that, that there's that I haven't watched a lot of fun, but man, these, these cartoons came out when I was in college and, and beginning to my career, so I'm not familiar on TV between 2002 and 2012. Like, yeah, good 10 year run, but um, I do remember the one the clip where he, he likes Brian likes to eat his vomit because you, I do love vomit, I do love it, like <laughs> that. I like <laughs> it's genius. Yeah, I was I was like really I really loved the first three seasons of Family Guy and was like really excited for it to come back. And then by the time it did come back, I really wasn't watching TV anymore. So kind of weird thing. Um, Favreau has already built out the Mandalorian mini universe with the Book of Boba Fett, which reintroduced the iconic bounty hunter and Ahsoka, the upcoming series starring Rosario Dawson as the fan Ooh. favorite protege of Anakin Skywalker and their skeleton crew created by Marvel Spider-Man director John Watts. Maskless Marvel director John Watts. Maskless Marvel <laughs> skeleton created by Marvel Maskless Marvel Spider-Man director John Watts which is Fav- which Favreau is executive producing. Jude Law stars in the series which is a Spielberg-esque coming of age story <sighs> set in the same Mandalorian era. Skeleton crew is scheduled to air this year. But unlike Boba Fett and Ahsoka, the characters will not appear in The Mandalorian. So that's actually a kind of, uh, if this isn't presumptuous, this is kind of a big deal for us in a way. It what says do they mean sp- by Spielberg-esque? Uh, it means Amblin, Amblin, Amblin which, which was the company that Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy started around the, the E.T. era of Spielberg. Which means like, if you could think of like that E.T. with the kids on the bikes, you could think of like uh, Goonies. I don't was Goonies Do you, actually an Amblin film, but it has yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it yeah, was right. Yeah. And no, no, um, amazing, it really was. Amazing also, Stories Meg, was Amblin. It's like this era of Spielberg without any cynicism at all. And Hook was Amblin. Hook was also Amblin, and Amblin still makes stuff today. Amblin still does things like I see. I've seen Amblin recently. Super Eight. It, Super Eight was an Amblin film. Yeah, Super Eight was Super Eight probably has the most. Uh, I would say the closest thing to skeleton crew in the sense that it's trying to capture a vibe spielberg had and has lost though so, you know and also and part of the look is like lights and fog you know in et when you see like like the the flashlights in the fog like that kind of okay. like look i would not be surprised if we have shots like that in skeleton crew because that's part of the better, vibe, better. You know? i love my lights and fog i do too yeah i also um he had the the, the offices at amblin microphoned so that at any place uh, he could request out of the ether, he could just re- Spielberg could request an ice cream cone and one would be brought to him. <laughs> like, is there an interview where he tested it? I was like, check this out. It's like an ice cream. And they, they just show up magically with ice cream. 
Oh, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can just yeah. imagine Megan Lego Star Wars popping up, boom, right out of his stupid face. Take that. <laughs> this is neither here nor there. But mm-hmm. Have you ever been drinking something that has ice and a lemon wedge in it? And the lemon wedge is quite sizable. And you get down to the last bit and get smacked in the face by the lemon wedge. That just happened to me. Uh, okay. So the, the other day uh, I, I went and we, me and the kids got a big soda at Seven Eleven, like a big gulp. And I was like, not really in the mood for it, but I was like, I kind of wanted ice. And so I had like a bunch of ice in it and I'm like, I wanted some of the ice and it was clumped together. And it, and then I do this, and then all of a sudden a fucking just ice storm <laughs> comes over my face, and just like I got hit with a snowball. <laughs> the so one that I used to get it. me as a kid was a Slurpee. Meg, do you, do you know what a Slurpee is? I do, I do. So you could get all the the syrup out of the Slurpee if you weren't careful, and you'd get this clump of like slush ice, and then you'd go like this. And you go, I don't know. And you, you kind of go, well, do I have it? And poof. And it fucking just like that slop. It would just pop you right in the face. You get ice up your nose. And... Have you ever got lemon juice in your eyes when that happens to you, Meg? Because I could see that. No, it just kind of smacked against my nose and then fell down my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so... a very, very weird <clears throat> kind of drink because. I've been there. I've been there, I... Meg. I know. This is odd, but like I don't know if you like Coke. Coke, not cocaine. Oh, I love Coke. Coke. I drug? love Coke. You want to do some? Want to do some blue? <laughs> I don't know why that works so well for Dave Filoni, but mm. have you? <laughs> have you? Ever, I can't even say it. Have you ever tried Coke <laughs> with mint? <laughs> Oh my god! He's on no, but I have put lemons up my nose before. (laughs) Unfortunately, unfortunately, Meg, I I have a little acid reflux. I can't have any mint right now, but I'm gonna get on that in about three weeks, so we gonna be good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Stupid. (laughs) Actually, actually, I I, at our at our Seven Eleven, the uh, soda that I was talking about is I go there and I I get um, a big gulp with. Uh, Coke Zero, and you could add lemon or vanilla to it. And on that day, I had actually added lemon. I I, I like to add lemon to to Pepsi if I'm getting Mexican food. Pepsi's uh, Diet Pepsi with with Mexican food. It's a good pairing. That, Southern California, pairing. <laughs> yeah. so Southern California, like <laughs> yeah, it it, it just yeah. works because you're already putting lemon or lime on the tacos, you know, and shit. So it's cool. Hmm. I'm drinking dandelions, so I don't really like it. But what, what's funny out here, though, though, is if you want to get it, right? If you want to buy it at the store, like you could go to like 7-Eleven to some, some shitty place and buy it, right? But if you want to buy it like like bottled for you already, you have to buy these like little tiny cans of like Diet Coke, which makes zero sense. That costs about $3 a can. And it's like they just realized that it like people with money would pay extra for lemon in their Diet Coke. It's really weird. It makes no sense. But anyways, uh, each storyteller. So anyways, oh, yeah. So the big thing is this says if this was thoroughly fact-checked and talked over with a PR person, which it probably was, it's saying that it uh, Skeleton Crew is scheduled to air this year. Do you, Meg, do you believe that will happen? Do you have faith that it would come out this year? I'm going to say no. But a part of me thinks yes. 
if they condense a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. But given the reshoots, I'm going to say it might be like borderline, like December 31st. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like in the boat that it could if they really needed it to, but it won't. And I'm in when I read all of all of the Disney Plus goings on, I see it as if they push that show into 2024, they're saving 145 million dollars to 150 million dollars off of their next year's Disney Plus spending, and they have the goal to make Disney Plus profitable by 2025. And I think shaving off 150 million dollars is one way to do it. You know, <laughs> so I, I'm I'm kind of betting. I ho I hope it comes out. I want it now. The sooner the better, as far as I'm concerned. But I'm I'm I don't think it will. I think that's the that's that's their original plan, but I don't think it's going to happen. If it did, it would fall right into that old Mando slot, right? But Ahsoka is supposed to be out this year, right? So I don't see them putting out three. Yeah, I don't see them. Is Ahsoka this year or is it next year? Ahsoka this, this year. year. It's this yeah. year. So if it's okay, yeah, they're not doing three series this year. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I also, uh, so I think next year we get skeleton, skeleton crew and Andor, and like you know, we keep hearing that skeleton crew is very campy, and Andor is super grown up. So it's going to, yeah, the Amblin thing. Uh, people who worked on it aren't saying, aren't saying to me and Bestman Bulletin has heard this as well. Uh, that it's Amblin, they're hearing it's campy, and I, I don't know what to what to make of that. But because you know, when you talk to crew crew members and stuff like that, it's like they were you know they were doing like this spaghetti western duels with Mando, and then now they're doing this completely different this project that has a completely different tone. And it's not that I don't believe them; it's that I don't want to believe them. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard it's hard though right so john watts american they they, they, they shoot they shot well, they shot this here i was wondering if it's a a british crew versus an american director shit talking thing that does yeah. still go on like yeah to this i've got day, a prediction you know? though okay. after we spoke jason when we did that stream when santa was busy mm -hmm. i kind of get the impression skeleton crew is going to be very divisive i feel like it's one of those shows that a lot of people are going to be frustrated with yeah because i we we kind of expect it to be like adult and dark and everything, but I just don't think it's going to be that at all. It's 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 not. I, I I think it's going to be like remember that Clone Wars arc of the of the youngling Jedi's um, who with Gunji and all that. I think it's going to be not that campy, but I think it's going to be like that taken into the Mando universe to that tone. It's going to be attempt. It's going to be more like that than what we're used to. And then I also think that it's going to, if put right, if Andor and that come out together, that's like Whiplash, tonally speaking, by the sounds of things. That you know what I mean? Like Andor is this really adult spy thing where the F word could have shown up, and we have this other thing where the F word would never in a million bajillion years. They curse and Goonies. That's true. You know who dip. Skeleton Crew is going to be for? It's going to be for the fans. This is by no means a criticism. Yeah. But this is going to be for the fans who watch Star Wars for the entertainment value. They don't care about things connecting or things being too deep. They're, they're long for the ride. 
Santa. Same kind of people who love all of the um, mission episodes of Bad Batch, which is great, Santa. by the way. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's going to appeal to them more than those who are watching Ahsoka because it's the spiritual ans- uh, the spiritual successor to Rebels kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I, I like that. I mean, like, like ultimately, I, I like when you have Mando sort of – and I, I also don't mean this as a criticism, but it's sort of like satiating dads who want spaghetti westerns, you know? And then you, and then you got Ahsoka, which is going to be, I think, for the hardcores. Like, that's how it feels. Ahsoka feels like it's for like the really deep lore people and or obviously is the more adult driven and then skeleton crew is going to be the first one that's sort of for kids. But Amblin classically, when done right, does not talk down to kids either. It like literally right. it, Amblin sees the world from a kid's perspective, from a kid's and, perspective. And it's scary. And it's scary, and it's beautiful, and it's exciting, and it's dangerous. Yeah, they want to cut Chunk's tongue out of his yeah. mouth. Or like, like, yeah. Like, that's, like, when people say Amblin, I'm like, Stranger Things is the only one that's really got it right, because real violence happens. And real mm-hmm. violence can happen. Like, those, 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 the, the, the government guys are one step away from shooting those kids with shotguns and E.T., you know? Yeah. Like or, or that, that little ET. Yeah. Or walkie like, talkies, Rob. Yeah, that isn't. I like that's the one thing Spielberg ever admitted to. He's like, yeah, I fucking hated that idea. <laughs> yeah. Deleted it. Smart. But that's the thing. Like it, it, it doesn't remove. It's like how do I think? Like I like I really like the movie Monster House, right? Mm-hmm. Um, CGI film. Mm-hmm. But it does this thing that started happening in the '90s where kids. They wanted to give them guns, but they didn't want to give kids guns, so they gave them super soakers. I'm like, what are you supposed to do with the fucking super soaker? Like, like gonna... give them a baseball bat or a fucking something. But like, so what are you gonna we gonna fucking do with the super soaker in a house that can kill you? Like, it doesn't. Come on, man. Make more you know? gremlins. Um, Junior Jangle says, "Dude, no BS. Meg has the coolest voice. I know. People Thank need to start. So people need to start hiring Meg to do VO. That's what I say." Uh, anyways, uh, Skeleton Crew is scheduled to air this year, but unlike Boba Fett and Ahsoka, the characters will not appear in The Mandalorian. So any rumors that you hear coming out from 4chan or whatever saying that the kids are in Mandalorian's next episode will probably not pan out to be true. See, what if they were all little Mando kids and they were hyper like, <laughs> like Battle Royale on it? You know? That'd be cool. That's what I like. Yeah. That's, how, that's what I would make. Um, so he goes on to tell Variety. Uh, Favreau goes on to tell Variety. Each storyteller brings their own personality to it. The groups that are working on Skeleton Crew are led by John Watts, whom I collaborated with on Spider-Man on the Spider-Man movies. This has been a real fun time and a great fi- and the great filmmakers that he's engaged with have been bringing their perspective as well. Favreau says. So, and then uh, is there anything else interesting in this? I can't remember. There's also been an opportunity when you have a set of characters and stories that. People, oh yeah, this is where he talks a little bit about how Marvel and Star Wars are like learning from each other. How he speaks to Feige, and about how they kind of bounce off of each other, and there's sort of a, you know, I don't know, a kinship there between between those those productions. I mean, never forget they're owned by the same people, and it's the same people working on all the shit at the same time. So, right. Um, so somebody says, so, um, Warhawk says, sounds like Skeleton Crew is a step towards the next Ewok adventure. I, no, I would not say that. That 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 would be that would be taking what we're saying to the polar extreme. Like th- they're going for Goonies and that gang of kids on bikes in um, 
Is it like the Hobbit, Jason? No. Is it like the Hobbit? No, Santa. You always take it there, Santa. It's never like the Hobbit. Sorry, but uh, so so. Anyways, it won't be like that. It it won't be. It won't be the you know a bunch of kids going. You know, I want to go to Star Cruiser. It's not going to be that. (laughs) I don't think. I hope not, dude. JPEG is crying in a corner. (laughs) It could have. That's why they had to reshoot. Oh, you guys always say I have the worst ideas. Is 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 Star Cruiser worse than the first year of California Adventure? I don't know about that. Do you th- I love that photo. <laughs> that's, that's, that's I the, want uh, that over my bed. <laughs> so, hey, that's the uh, that that's the uh, uh, picture that Best Spin Bulletin said we should put the um, um, Yellowstone logo on. <laughs> It does look like it. And we love Dave Filoni. We just think he's funny. (laughs) And then there was some concept art in in Empire right here. We can see from this is from season three. We can see Grogu trying to I don't know what is walking trying to eat walking turds. I don't know. Is it ice cream? I don't know what I think they're crabs. They call them rock crabs. Rock crabs. All right. Is a Poloni's like I got some crabs doing rock one time. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, look, look at look at look at little Grogu though. Look how happy his stupid face is. You know, I appreciate it for one. Do you think one day Grogu will go to Tatooine long after Din's dead? Grab a ukulele and play somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> and then Ray buries him. <laughs> against his will because <laughs> that's all ray does now is bury things in tatooine like <laughs> maybe 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 he does make's idea but he buries the um the little ball little ball from the star cruiser from the razor crest so by the way uh this this picture my my, my mom literally looks like this looks like pele moto yeah i was curious too. which character you were gonna say your mom looks like yeah no, Jason and, and I so, have the same mom, essentially. Like, yeah. So this is my ideal, mm-hmm. right? This is my this is my ideal childhood right here. <laughs> That's my mom and my dad carrying my brother home from the hospital, and they left me like they forgot me. They really did <laughs> forget <laughs> me once. Yeah, they did. They did. We were on vacation and we're at a Seven Eleven, and I was looking at a comic book, and I was like looking, and I was looking up, and I could see a perm, so I thought that was her. And yeah. I just kept looking up, and it's, I'm there a long time. I'm like, man, she's not moving. And I looked over, and it was just a cashier at the same firm. <laughs> and they they took off, and so I sat outside and waited for like a half hour, and I drove back and realized. <laughs> I think we all have stories where we mistook our parents for someone else. I remember I was on holiday once, and my sister and I were talking. We were meant to be following my dad to the beach, and so we just start kind of walking a couple of meters behind him. So we're just talking and talking and talking, and after like half an hour it dawns on us we've walked a whole bunch of kilometers <laughs> and the guy in front of us isn't our dad it's someone who's got the same top as him <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it um, that came to my mind as well baymax baymax says not somewhere over the rainbow but yes to rainbow connection that <laughs> crossed my mind too did you ever see when when, when blondie sing it with kermit pretty good yeah um is this book a ton of toy or actually, Katie Sackhoff. It looks too fake. I, I I feel like it's I feel like it's like image filtering or something that's like giving it that waxy almost look, you know. But I could be wrong. But yeah, this this is really her. 
I, I the other day was it on Santa's show? I was talking about how like about how Empire classically has kind of gotten screwed over on the Lucasfilm side of things. Um, but judging by the fact that if they're doing the movie? this, this man, no, they they would get like EW would get to pick stuff before them. For instance, they would get like the scraps of images that were like the weird ones. But sometimes, sometimes the best ones because of that, like the weird Snoke one that everybody went crazy about. Empire got because. EW didn't know what they were doing at the time, you know, and picked the wrong images. I hate EW. But that said, th- these images, like, like they're exciting, I think, if you're into stars. But if you're not, like, they, there's just, like, nothing, there's not really anything to them. It's like a bunch of close-ups of character faces and shit, you know? Jason, you said, did I say whatever it was on the Santa show? Mm-hmm. All I remember from that stream was you crushing our hopes and dreams for the bad batch telling us it's just going to be a big nothing burger so so um i was was a downer a debbie downer on that one um do i i don't know if i okay i meant to put this on on this here this is something i think that it uh to to to, to prove myself wrong really quickly about the bad batch i've been kind of crapping on it a lot and uh, the uh, streaming numbers are are out, and uh, I don't know how like reputable this is in the end, but it is what it is. And this says that last week, for the week of January thirtieth to February fifth, these were the the biggest shows streaming. And uh, you got number one, How I Met Your Father. Number two, Criminal Minds. And number three is The Bad Batch. And after that's like Poker Face, which is really good, by the way. And then, like, National Treasure. Uh, Shrinking is really good, too. I think that's probably small because Apple TV's audience is small. Well, we know Disney Disney just fudges their numbers, so they pay for, for those. We can't, we, can't, we can't go and we assume this. that every no, single time. No, it's, we no, don't, no, 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 Twitter told we, me no, that's what they do. No, they, we, they we know, we know movie revenues We know streaming Netflix numbers. does. No, we know that, that Netflix has. And that's that's like the whole question right now is are Hey, look at it. National Treasure, that? Edge of History is killing it, right? So there you go. Well, it's number five. But national <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I think I think when they when they paid for National Treasure, they thought it was gonna be a number one show. I don't think it's really yeah. like delivering. No, but but the uh, point is last week, according to this metric, I, I don't know like I said, I have no idea how I saw this uh, Stephen Stanton tweeted this out or put it on Instagram, I think. And so I have, don't know anything about about where it comes from. So I could be, it could be a uh, you know whatever. But the point is, is that according to this list, Bad Batch is number three in streaming for the week. That's pretty good. I mean, it was two episodes. That probably helps helps their like numbers to some extent as well. Um, yeah. If if you know what I mean, if if that gets counted twice as two different shows, that may be why it got so high. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's like, hey, it, when, when it's when it's doing well, uh, I think we should. I you hope know, you get fifty more episodes, it. and they don't do anything but the Bad Batch for the next ten years. Only, That's only cool. do Bad Batch animation. That would be the best. It depends on what they're what they're getting at through it. Like, the like real that, long road. No, no, Rob, just only Rob, do that. Just Rob, put all see, your money into it. Go full Bad Batch. Rob, we don't we don't disagree about the show. The thing about the Bad Batch is there is no reason that the Bad Batch is is a lens for which big things and interesting things cannot happen. It's completely right. there, and the just fact so, that it doesn't, and, and in what, ten like, years it going. probably should. So just keep. But going. also, Rob Fire. doesn't like Clone Wars, and it makes him makes me think that he is high. No, he's right. Meg is See? also <laughs> getting high. 
<laughs> but Mick's favorite is Rebels. See, see my, my take. I'm high on Coke and Mint, Jason. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to go. David. David Felonius. Uh, <laughs> David. My, 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 like, 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 like Rebels. I think like, like Rebels, if, if I just wrote down or if somebody wrote a novel of Star Wars Rebels of all of the stuff in it. It's fucking great storytelling. It's a really, really, really good story. It's really good, but for for me, the execution at times is annoying, and the look. The novelization of Casper the movie is pretty fun to read, but is it why? really? Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 was the thing in the in the in the eighties because we used to always get a novelization for every film because people couldn't really own films all the time. So sometimes you... James Cameron fact, uh, Randy Frakes was his uh, childhood buddy, him and Bill Wisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Frakes wrote the novelizations to Terminator mm-hmm. and Aliens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like, remember your buddy to write the novelizations to your movies. Pretty cool gig, right? Like, yeah, I, I read the Ghostbusters one as a kid. It was a lot different. Like it, Peter's weird in it. it. Like there's like parts where, like, where they go to like Ray's family's house and like Peter's trying to bone Ray's sister, and it's weird. <laughs> now I'm it's reading weird. this. It's weird. Now, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, you could probably read it in an afternoon now, you know, as an adult. But as a kid, it was like it was a gargantuan test. I got the Spaceballs novelization. Anything to get out of a real book report when I was a kid, <laughs> just to figure out where they were going to like edit the profanity <laughs> and yeah. how they were going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So Bestman Bulletin says, I expect to see Ian at every celebration. It's interesting that Ewan and Andy are there. I wonder if they'll have Ewan come out to announce something. And then we have Ewan McGregor <laughs> here. Well, this guy, what it, the cynicism of this guy. I, I, I know. So, 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 But here's what I have to add to it is I know 100% that if they fucking want a Kenobi 2. Kenobi 2 delivered numbers for them. Disney doesn't give a fuck what Rob thinks about the flat shot. They care about the numbers. <laughs> and and they want they want a, a Kenobi 2. But in my digging, there hasn't been any heat on a Kenobi 2 at all since then. So that says to me that it, they probably are doing some sort of exploratory, yeah, write us a pilot for a season two. And then they're like either kicking it back or it's not hasn't been turned in yet. But what I, what I, the, but the reason that I note this is if they do come forward and they do say it's happening, I think we should be like, cool, don't start fucking jumping up and down, putting on your fucking Obi Wan Kenobi cloak and fucking you know, running through the streets naked because That's crazy. I, I know I still <laughs> I still think that doesn't mean it's going to fucking happen if they announce it. I think if they announce it, it's going to be so early. It's going to be highly unlikely. And also remember that when they announced it the first time, Kathleen Kennedy came out and said, we already have the scripts. Which which is the reason that I, one of the reasons I learned very early on that she was bullshitting, that that wasn't true because they were like, nah, that ain't true at all. The Joby's going back from fucking almost scratch, just, just kind of skimming the surface of those things. We don't have shit. Yeah, but now so, they have chat GPT, so they can just crank out a Kenobi script before lunch, right? <laughs> I mean, they don't care. Whatever. Just have it right. Whatever. Shoot it. Yeah. You'll get the numbers. But, <laughs> Doesn't matter, right? But also, like, you know, he, here's the whole thing is is I've seen this a lot, though. This this Ewan thing. And it's it's going to catch. It's going to, like, lead to a bunch of fake rumors. But 
look at look at who's right there beside him. If Ewan being there makes us think that, so should Andy Circus. So should so so should Ian McDermott. They want to take. I think Nick was the one who posted it on Mig's Discord, wasn't it? Yeah, you could you could you could go stand next to Ewan McGregor for ten seconds, take a picture for two hundred and fifty dollars. Just gonna throw it out there. The, the 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 man's gone through a divorce in the last couple of years and lost a lot of money, and he's like, "Oh, two hundred fifty dollars for ten tickets to work? That's the nice price." So I I, I think uh, I I'm not gonna read too much into it personally. You guys you guys agree with me? You guys think I'm you guys think I'm just a pessimist who needs too much verification of everything? Because that's who I am. I'll answer. I I, I think it's <laughs> hilarious that fans to this day think appearances at conventions are somehow spoilers for future series like it's it's a fucking convention they're having celebrities there because they want you to go buy tickets and spend money like that's it it's you a know, convention you want to know how, how it actually works it works the exact opposite way it's when the convention appearance gets canceled right, <laughs> that, that you know but not, not to what i'm saying there. to the idea that if they're there if they're not there, it's, it says more likely they're, they'll be in something because they don't want you to be talking about all that. Also, not for nothing, and this is just like a little pet peeve of mine I've had over the last year or so, but like, it's like anytime something's announced, whether it's a movie or a convention, it can never just be about what, what is in applied in the title. Like, hey, it's we're celebrating Star Wars. Let's go to there. It always has to be some ulterior cameo, like, motive to something else. Like, maybe it's Marvel's to blame for for sneaking in something that 20 movies later will pay off or some bullshit. But it's come to the point now where, like, hey, man, maybe I want to go see Ant-Man. And it's like, you know, this character cameo is going to be in there. It's going to lead to the thing. Like, man, I just want to go fucking see the Ant-Man. I don't fucking give a <laughs> shit about what fucking rando stupid fucking cameo. Like, you, like, straight up. Kenobi did, wasn't better or worse because Liam Neeson showed up in the last three fucking seconds. You know what I mean? Like that had no bearing on the quality of that entire fucking but series. If he hadn't showed up, if he didn't wasn't there, then it would be the only thing people talked about, it would, and, and why it was terrible. That's it, which is which is equally ridiculous. It's not called fucking Qui Gon Jinn. It's called Kenobi. Yeah. So this is really a really really bad thing. It's like it's like going to Disneyland. Like your parents go, "Hey, you want to go to Disneyland? We're going to Disneyland. We're going to Disneyland. you go to Disneyland. And you're wondering how come you can't see Super Mario World? You know what I mean? What's well, wrong yeah. fucking theme park, idiot? You know, like like we're at Disneyland. What are you doing? So like, I don't know, man. Like it's just one of those things where it's like if you're gonna go to a convention, it's a Star Wars celebration, and yeah, you might get some stuff, but like, aren't you going to fucking see all the Star Wars people? I don't know, man. Like it's just it's odd to me. That's why well, the world has changed a lot, though. Like back for Celebration One, um, you, you know, Celebration One it was just like it was just like this really small event. Madsen was just walking around; you could just talk to him. And we're like, you know, where's 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 Liam Neeson? Where's where's Natalie Portman? Where's June McGregor? You know, like nice said it nicely, but they're like, oh, the big stars they don't they won't do conventions. They think it'll hurt their career. And now today. Because the money is so lucrative, stars have, have let that go. Like, and you know now I mean? they're in, it's, now they're in like eighteen Thor movies. Like, yeah, well, right. now you can go and take your picture with Hayden Christensen all day. Hayden was actually cooler about celebrations. He always he always went, but I think it's because he was already a, it was a smaller actor when that jumper started. wasn't paying the bills. 
Yeah, Jake Lloyd was at Celebration 1, and so was Anakin. But I'm um, shocked they haven't got Hayden Christensen in one of them Fast and the Furious movies. You know, just have him replace Paul Walker. He could be Paul Walker. Skywalker. Twin brother. Twin brother. Cool. There you go. Uh I mean, like I said, I've watched both movies now. They act the same. That's the same acting. I don't. Well, I still think Paul Walker would have been a better Anakin, but. Yeah, that's because you're a contrarian who doesn't watch the Clone Wars. I'm not a contrarian. That's a legit <laughs> opinion, and I've had it since I saw the first yeah. Fast and the Furious. But okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. So Meg, when, when can um, um, your Patreon supporters start start to get the the the, the interview from uh, Carson? With Carson, as soon as Final Cut Pro decides to work. Okay, <laughs> it's exporting, and it's been exporting for like an hour. Oh, yeah. I've had the same problem, Jason. I've been mm. exporting my experimental film for 10 years now. Final Cut Pro just fucking sucks. Right, Meg? Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. George. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But All definitely right, by tomorrow. All right, cool. Oh, okay, great. I'm going to sign up. All right. Yeah, whatever, George. George? Oh. George, when, when are your experimental films going to come out? And are, you, are your experimental films anything like the experimental films that Floaty makes? Uh, no, is a little bit more like uh, Tippet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, yeah. watch Mad God if you haven't. Phil yeah. Tippett's film, Mad God, it's fucking wild. I've always like, wanted to have puppets vomit and eat their own vomit. So I'm yeah, really looking there's, forward to this. There's yeah. like puppets shitting into the mouths of, of oh. other puppets that are powering, oh, wow. like fueling power stations and shit. It's wild, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. 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 It's sort of like a tool video, but... When I imagined the movie, I imagined it losing steam after a couple yeah. of like shocking <clears throat> moments. No, yeah. it's just one shocking moment after the uh, next. It's a nightmare. I love well, it. Uh, not a lot of people know this, Jason, but I, I paid to have uh, Tippett go to film school too, but he just came back stoned and, and on LSD. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. We, we've, we've got an hour. I we've love Phil it. Tippett, by the way. It just it's actually. Yeah. Uh, it's a Joe Joe Johnston joke, whatever. Yeah, no, and, and <laughs> yeah, Joe Johnston was went to film school on Lucas when he got burnt out on on working for Lucas, right. which is really cool. And uh, but Phil Tippett's that's the guy I want to hang out with. You can tell of like all those guys, they're all a bunch of fucking nerds, and you're like, oh man, this guy's gonna be fucking boring to kick it with. But Phil Tippett, that's the guy who's who's gonna be into the same shit as you. That's the guy who listens to my music. I could just tell. So. What's the director? Waters, John Waters. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. John Waters and Phil Tippett. There's a fucking road trip, right? <laughs> <laughs> My buddy who passed away last summer, uh, mm-hmm. Chris, uh, he was Divine? doing, he was big into like the East Coast at the time. He was doing all sorts of weird shit. But he ended up on a movie set helping out on, I think it was Crybaby. Mm-hmm. And John Waters really pushed. <laughs> take him yeah. out to dinner that night he, he was like i didn't do it but i was he was very proud of that like he got hit on by when, john waters whenever i try to say john watts i almost always say john waters which is completely a different <laughs> completely different filming that's the kind of camp i want in my star wars so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be there for that day one star wars scored by divine you think yeah. you're a man but you're only a boy divine was supposed man, to be peggy's mom yeah, Divine would have been a good Piggy's mom and yeah. married with children. Yeah. All right, everyone. Meg, thank you for coming and hanging out with us today. 
Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Thanks, Meg. Thanks, Meg. Rob. Thanks, Jason. And um, we'll be back tomorrow at the same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, be cool. Stay in school. And uh, we'll see you guys later. So apparently, Jason Ward is spreading the lie that Ray Toys outsell Mandalorian. <laughs> it's the end of the show. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! No, you should go. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships.